You're listening to Optional Opinions, the only podcast done by average dudes for average Joes. So quit listening, Nastia. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the gentleman today, boys. I feel like I should have a top hat on. Oh, I know, dude. I can't. I, that show kind of made me, or the movie kind of made me want to get a new one. I had one at one point in life. Of course, you did. And uh, it got crushed, and it didn't look the same, so I never wore it again. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Fun Facts with Brandon. I know. If you're, <laughs> if you're new to the show, we uh, spend about five minutes giving our opinions, uh, non-spoilery reviews. Um, and after that, it's all... Uh, spoil it. It's on. It's on you if you choose to listen or not. So, but all right. So, what did what did you guys think? I think Davis and I were the only ones to like say in our group message, like, "Hey, finish watching it. It was okay." I, I haven't heard anything from Kyle. Um, so I want to start with you, Kyle. How did how did you feel? Going so, in and coming out. I don't even know if I saw a trailer for this movie. To be honest, like. Originally, I had thought it was the prequel to um, Kingsman. Yeah, Kingsman. Because I thought, yes, yeah. So originally, I thought it was the prequel, and then when I found out it wasn't, I was like, "Man, do I really want to watch this movie now?" Um, so I went in like completely blind, kind of with low expectations, just because I knew nothing about it, and I was very pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was just like a fun watch. Um, I thought there's a lot of A-list actors in it that I think just killed it. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I did know what the trailer was going in. Um, I was the one who suggested this movie, I think. Um, and you guys, I guess, just blindly agreed. Well, I agreed <laughs> thinking, um, I agreed thinking that it was the <laughs> prequel to- <laughs> So, We're gonna do that yeah. one later. That one comes out later this year, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> so this was a pretty good movie um, for a January movie. Um, something that I've kind of learned, like starting this podcast, doing more research into movies. Apparently, the month of January is just a place where movies get dumped that uh, aren't expected to do super well, um, which. Um, apparently this year has been a little bit different because the bad boys have came out and it, that's doing really well. And, uh, uh, and this one, um, the rest of them have been kind of trash from what I've heard, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, if this is like the best we're going to get in 2020, I, it's not looking very good, but if, uh, if this is like an, just an okay movie for the year, then it's going to be a good year. Yeah, I agree. Davis? I liked the movie a lot. Um, I So I knew... At first, I did think that it was the Kingsman prequel. Then I saw the trailer, realized that's not what it was. But I still... I don't know why I wasn't really like connecting the dots on what exactly this movie was about. Um, but I knew it had Matthew McConaughey. I knew it had people I liked. And people were wearing suits and stuff and it looked cool so i was interested in it um going in i 
definitely didn't really understand the whole plot or like know exactly what it was about. And it was, I I just really liked it a lot. I thought it was a really awesome movie. I think um, it was, it definitely kept me super engaged. I'm sure Kyle, you are going to have nitpicks about like stuff being predictable or whatever. And looking back on it, there were some things that I thought were relatively generic about it, but I like, I only realized that when I looked back on it, because the whole time I was watching, I was so engrossed and so uh, interested in the story that I didn't even really think about, Oh, that's a movie trope or, Oh, that happens all the time in movies. I was just genuinely interested in what was happening in the movie, which was really nice. It hasn't happened uh, or does it happen? a lot in movies so i give it i think i gave it an 8.7 all right yeah that's uh a little higher than me i i, I guess i should have said this earlier i gave it a, a solid eight well yeah i think 8.5 i i really enjoyed it i had a few little complaints but for the most part i really enjoyed it yeah um and and as someone who's not super familiar with directors um like i've said in the past uh i didn't know who guy Ritchie was going into this um and i've done like some research since since then um because i really liked the the editing of the movie um just the way it was told and everything like that i really appreciate it and so i went back i was like oh so what else has this guy done um i haven't really seen a lot but um oh shoot i'm forgetting the one that i did see. oh um man from uncle yeah. yes i love that movie i i love that i saw that my freshman year of college and oh it was so great we all saw that our freshman year of college i think i don't know if i saw it with you guys basically it seems like since then he's had a lot of duds um i don't I mean, know there's only been like called. what like two since then i i yeah um aladdin and what else king arthur uh he hasn't directed anything yeah yeah king arthur and aladdin tv series called snatch aladdin yeah yeah i think i think he puts out some really good ones and i think he also puts out some really bad ones so when i see his name i'm like it could be good (laughs) i don't really go into it like you know, expecting a ton because like, mm-hmm. I really like the Sherlock movies. He did the Sherlock movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was about to say. Um, but apparently there's a lot of other really good movies in it. I'm probably going to maybe go on a Guy Ritchie binge and start watching some more guys. I just realized something. Um, so this isn't really a spoiler. I'll keep, I'll keep it the non-spoiler version. But anyway, in the movie, there's a scene where there, a guy is talking to like a movie producer, and over the back of the movie producer's yep. shoulder, you see a poster for mm-hmm. the Man from Uncle, and that just makes me really happy that Guy Ritchie directed that movie as well, because I remember seeing that poster and being like, "Oh, that's cool. I liked that movie too," and now it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. We, we yeah we can we can start getting into spoilers um so we'll give you 10 seconds to stop listening if you haven't seen this movie 
And because I think that's about all I had to say with non-spoiling. Yeah, I'm yeah, good. pretty much. All right. Um, down. Five, four, three, two, two. one. Oh. The Russians are involved. Are they? Oh, yeah, they are. Wow. <laughs> that, was, that was a big step. Well, you said the Russians are involved. And first I thought you said the Russians are involved in the making of this podcast. I was like, I didn't nope. think that was. I didn't think that was a surprise. You didn't know that the KDB Productions is a uh, an underling of KGB. Of oh, the KG. Oh, okay. Oh, didn't know gosh. That. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was not aware. These are the yeah, things you can't uh, say because somebody's going to believe it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> of all the like, twenty people that listen to this, right. yeah, maybe the- maybe we'll just. <laughs> Like our listenership just grew by an extra FBI agent who now has to listen to all of our podcasts. Okay. <laughs> we should we should name him. What should his name be? Charles. Charles. All right, I'm good with that. Agent Charles. Agent Charles. All right. Anyways, the Russians are involved. I thought they were going to play a bigger role. To be honest, um, they teased I... them in the very. Towards the beginning, and then they kind of just fell off until the end, and I almost forgot about them. I would say, I guess we're not doing upvotes and downvotes yet, but preview. Well, that's my downvote. It's just the whole Russians side plot. I thought it was so unnecessary. Like, I think the movie yeah. would have been better without it. I don't, I don't know if it'd be better without it, but I think it maybe could have been integrated better. I think without it, it would have been like 15 minutes less, and that would have been perfect. <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. How how long was it? It wasn't. It was two hours. Wasn't it just two hours? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was about two hours. Well, that's a very minimal point of the story, but I, I want to start talking straight from the beginning when they tease that, uh, what, I forget his name, um... Is Michael like, Matthew McConaughey dies. Yeah, Michael. I couldn't think of or Mickey. Or Mickey. Mickey. However, they change. They go through it. Like they go back and forth. But he dies in the very beginning. Did you guys fall for that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. Did. I don't know if I'd say I fell for it. I was like, okay, either he actually did die, and then I'm really gonna dislike the ending of this movie, or somebody else just got shot, and so like. Yeah. I knew those were the two options, and I knew one would make for a better movie, so I kind of just assumed somebody else got shot. I, I'm very disappointed in myself. I fell for it. Like I was totally convinced he is dying at the end of this, and I've come to terms with it, and I thought it was weird. I'm like, why are they telling the story this way? I don't feel like that's necessarily helping its case. And I I broke one of my number, one of my top ten rules for movie watching, and if if there's a death off screen, it didn't happen. That's like one of my rules. And I totally just forgot about it. And I was really just, I was really mad at myself. I want to hear the other nine. I have approximately zero rules when I watch a movie. So <laughs> yeah, I, will, I will compose <laughs> I will compose a comprehensive list the next time we talk. Yeah, put it on so our not the next podcast. Yeah, I'll do that. The next not the next podcast because we're still recording that today. Anyways, back to the movie. <laughs> rounding us, rounding us back. <laughs> um, um, go ahead, I, Davis. I, I definitely fell for the death at the beginning. 
but also that was partially because I was buying into it's kind of like how Pulp Fiction without ruining Pulp Fiction it's yes not I have not seen a, it please don't um, <laughs> of course you haven't seen it it's not, it's not my get right. okay get right it's not told linearly so um, like you can it kind of jumps around like memento? yeah and it so it's fun it was interesting for me um i'm interested in movies where you know what happens at the end and then you just kind of have to figure out what is going on the rest of the movie um you know, like how things led to that point um and i know it's kind of played out and some people think it's cliche but just the movies where like it's the first five minutes this dude is running away from the cops or whatever and kind of freeze frame and he or it's like i bet you're wondering how i got into this situation or whatever um and see they even do that at the beginning of emperor's new groove where he's a lot yeah. yeah that's true yeah like Quality i'm just really movie. i i was really interested in how that was going to play out and I did think I did catch on when things were still happening. Like the movie was definitely still going and eventually we figured out and like the movie was definitely still going. And then we got to that scene and I thought, okay, well he can't, I, first of all, I just really don't want him to die because I like him as a character. I think he's really cool, but also I, uh, I'm just really interested in the story and I don't think it makes as much sense without him there. So, um, eventually I did catch on without it being like confirmed, but I was, I just bought into it from the very beginning of being like, Oh, this isn't, this is not a conventional movie. This is not the, the normal way that you tell a story with a movie like this. I really enjoyed, um, Fletcher and Ray, just like them together and how Fletcher was like explaining it as the movie was going on. I think it really worked for this movie. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed like the pacing of that kind of how they would like, you know, they were telling the story and they'd come back and there'd be some comic relief between the two. And I, I just thought that worked really well for the movie. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I th- I think it, it did work really well. I was kind of afraid it would be a little... um campy but i i i thought it was kind of a bold statement basically like not everything in this movie probably happened exactly the way it didn't like quote unquote real life um but it's like the most of the movie that we're seeing is told through fletcher's point of view so a lot of it's kind of like skewed you know um and i think a second showing would probably um it would just bring to light a lot more uh, undertones that uh, wouldn't be seen on the first showing. Yeah, that's true. I think the the first time that that really um, that that was really evident to me was where um, it was like when he Dry Eye came came to him and said and originally offered to buy the business and. Matthew McConaughey um, like shoots him like shoots his guy shoots him throws over the table uh, like shoots him in the head all this stuff and 
Ray just goes, that's not, that's not how it works. And Fletcher basically says, yeah, but it'd be cool. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think that the was funny part is, and then, is and then it if makes he did do that a little bit more the rest of the time that he's talking, it does make you think a little bit more of like, did this really happen? Are we getting the full story? What's going on? The funny thing is, is if that did actually happen, this movie would be like an hour shorter. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, since I've seen the movie, I saw it today actually. I've wanted to like my brain has sworn so much in my head, specifically the c word. Like I just keep oh, yeah. saying it on accident <laughs> because like it's like really? every other word in this movie. I don't like actually almost say it, but like it pops into my head so much today. I'm <laughs> like. Jeez. <laughs> right. It is funny because I feel like with a lot of movies, it seems that way where um, if there is a whole lot of language and stuff, it just sometimes it could feel like, all right, do you really, you know, it's just, it's not necessary. But with this one, it didn't, it didn't feel unnecessary. Like it felt just like this is how these people talk to each other, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And like So I think they did that pretty well. Segway, a totally different topic. Who would you guys say is your fair favorite character? Coach. Yeah, I was about to, I was gonna say the one, same thing. One hundred percent. I thought Colin Farrell, is that his name? Uh yeah. Colin Farrell. Firth. For for what? No, it's Farrell. Is it Farrell? I think yep, it's Farrell. Yeah. I'm reading it. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's Colin Farrell. Uh, um he did a fantastic job. Like he is just, Oh, I just loved everything about him. And I, and I don't, I don't really know a whole lot about him or like, what else is he in? But he just, he did great. And I'm also looking him up as we speak. Yeah. I don't really think he's in that much like good stuff. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's in a little, what what are you talking about? He is in Dumbo, sir. He is in Dumbo. That was was, uh, the lobster. (laughs) Which that uh, movie? I wanted like, to actually, see that. Actually, it was it, it was really weird, but it was actually kind of good. Like it was funny and interesting and su- super weird and kind of dark, but it was a good time. Yeah, he, I'm looking through it right now. He's not in a a ton of very famous. Like he's in the 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 Fantastic Beasts. Um, was it prequel for the Harry Potter stuff? Apparently, there's not a whole lot of very well-known stuff he did great i'm pretty sure if i could be wrong i might be thinking of a different actor um but from what i heard i think he was like on like a like a really bad drug problem and um he's like just coming off that or something like that and so like that's why there's a lot of people like really praising him for that right now interesting i can't i can't confirm that although he did pick a pretty rough um movie to come off of a drug problem with <laughs> right that's true. i i don't know if i agree with his decision there but still nonetheless well, I mean, the character props, props the character in the in the movie i think I, he's probably a, a straight straight walker i don't know what else to call him besides straight a non-drug walker. user straight walker. i don't know <laughs> i did really what is terminology um i can i could definitely say i appreciated in the movie i felt like there was a lot of um, subverting your expectations 
because like I remember when when the the guys uh what are they called? The toddlers or whatever. Um when they found that first grow site, later on we learned that when they were basically sent to that first grow site to steal stuff and break in, they um they were sent and originally I was like, Oh, it's just a bunch of kids and then like the guys start coming out and being like, Oh, we're we're gonna you know, like, hey, George, whatever, come out here. I was thinking, oh, these punk kids are going to get it. And then they look like they walk away. The kids definitely get away. And even in the interview, the guy has like this huge black eye and is like, I mean, yeah, I got to give it to them. They know how to fight. They know they knew what was going on. You know, I thought that was really interesting because I was definitely prepared for a fight scene where all these kids just be like, just "Oh crap!" Destroyed. Yeah, because I feel like the, mm-hmm. in eight out of ten other movies, that's what happens. But in you know, in this one, it just kind of ends up where, and it it definitely does toe the line a little bit, where you you could still tell that like none of the other guys were really that hurt because the guy himself is standing there like, I mean, yeah, they did a really good job. Like somebody taught him really well. So they didn't really get hurt or anything, but also they definitely didn't do what you expect them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I I thought the music video thing was so funny. Like that was, that was yeah, really that funny. was hilarious. <laughs> and the the wife, I forget her name off the top of my head. What was what was it? Um, Roz. Uh, Roz. 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 Yeah, she's just like, why am I watching fight porn? Like. Just <laughs> I don't know. That line cracked me up. Like I just have never heard of. Yeah, that. she was a good character too. I thought she. Did she really was. Good. She. I, what? I seriously like. It felt like these were a lot of like really big star actors and actresses, but like I just don't know them besides Matthew McConaughey. Um, right. They all. They all did phenomenal jobs. I thought. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, she she did great. Um. But that that whole fight scene, I definitely remember thinking, like, "Oh man, these these poor kids are just gonna get the snap beat out of them." And then they show the 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 fight scene that just it cracked me up. I really I really liked it. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the fight scene. But then, like, when I was watching the movie, I was like, "Okay, number one, why aren't these guys that just keep walking out like why aren't they armed? Like, that's one thing that was like." Mm. You know, everyone else a part of the crew has guns. So why would these guys not have guns to protect it? You know, yeah, no, it, that kind of bothered uh, me. And like how they got away, and like nobody got called for backup, or like you know, hey, this is going down right now, or you know, yep. And there's Kyle's nitpicky. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, there it comes. I I really liked how they had him. Like they they talked about like oh, there's like. No, is this none of this is based off any semblance of a true story, is it? No, I don't, I don't think I so. I, okay, I didn't think so either. So. Um, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if something similar happens in like the marijuana industry in the UK because, like, literally, there's no space. Um, and I liked his creativity on like basically helping out rich people who get taxed into oblivion, um, with grave robbing taxes in the uk um 
and there he's like, ah, I'll just give you a million dollars a month if you let me like use your land. Uh, right. I I thought it was very creative, and um, it gives you a lot of a lot of people with a lot of money and power uh, in your back pocket. So I thought it was very creative on on the director's part to to think of that, or if if that actually has happened, I don't know. Maybe he was inspired by real life stories. Probably not, but <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm just going to assume no. Davis, we forgot, has the least optional opinion for this movie. Did you think of any crazy opinions? Oh. Like you said you were going to? Crap. Give me give me some time. I'll, <laughs> I'll, think, wow, I'll think of something. Dude. Don't you worry. You had two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks to forget about this movie, it. This movie's only been out for a week, so... Yeah, but since we recorded. But anyways, <laughs> I was fully expecting to hear just crazy opinions from, from Davis. Um, I totally forgot to about listen. that. So I I do. So like, like kind of I said in the beginning with my rating, I think it's like an eight. Like, I don't think this is a phenomenal movie, but it's not a bad movie. But that's what makes, I think, honestly, this movie the worst for podcasting because there's not as much to talk about. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. You know. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, think it was a a fun movie to sit down and watch. Like, I probably won't ever watch it again, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> really? You don't think it, you don't think it has rewatchability? I'm not saying it doesn't have rewatchability. Well, yeah. You're saying I, you I, wouldn't like search it out. To watch yeah. It again. I don't know. I think I'll probably never see this movie again. Like, it's one of those <laughs> things where like. I did really enjoy it in the theaters and I enjoyed the experience, but you know, it just doesn't like, Ooh, I really want to watch that again. Like, yeah. Yeah. I really appreciated like the whole, you know, it's a movie, but they're talking about making a movie out of it within the movie. Like, yeah. Right. You know, it's not, it's not mm-hmm. really the fourth wall, but it's like, you know, it, it kind of blurs that area. Yeah. <laughs> But I thought it, it was funny. Gray area. Yeah. What, but yeah, because going back to what Davis said at the beginning, right before the spoilers. So like at the end, um, Fletcher goes to the movie studio that made this movie to talk about making this movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the same movie studio. Um, that's just why you saw Man from Uncle. Right. Um, behind them, because they they also did that. I was so, really hoping it was Guy Ritchie who was. He, he, I know. That's me what too, I was hoping yeah. to, but I couldn't find confirmation on IMDb. So no, I I looked up a picture of Guy Ritchie right after it, and it was not, and I was kind of disappointed. I felt like <laughs> that was a missed opportunity, but <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I I thought it was really cool. Would have been slightly cooler with Guy Ritchie, but you know, whatever. It works out still. Do you, well? Do you guys think there will be a sequel? They kind of hinted at it, right? I hope so. I thought I heard that there was supposed to be a sequel. I my, hope there's not a sequel. My thinking is something different. You hope there's not a sequel. Interesting. I hope there's not a sequel. No, I don't because think a sequel think would, would do, do a this bad well. job. Yes, I think they'll do a bad job. No, I don't necessarily think they'll do a bad job, but sometimes it's just more of a cash grab than anything else. You know, like it doesn't need to happen. You know, like Toy Story Four. Um, 
but yeah, that's yeah, that's know. true. I I mean I would be interested. I think if it came out with another one, I would be interested to see it. But I don't think it will just because um, I don't know how much this movie has made. But I have a feeling it's not quite enough to warrant um, creating a whole another sequel to it. Um, you know, possibly creating like a trying to make a franchise out of it. I think that it's mostly probably just going to be like a one and done type of type of thing. Yeah, I I kind of hope so. Um, like I like it would probably just be a cash grab. I think it could do well, but I would rather see original content content than uh, see or uh, them try to revitalize this story. Yeah, but I really did enjoy the characters. So I definitely yeah, would no, see no, the, same. the sequel, but I just think the story would not be that good. What do you guys... Yeah. Do you guys know what it got on Rotten Tomatoes? No. Rotten Tomatoes, no. I don't know what it got on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, time to play the guessing game. Um, Are we going to guess critics or... and audience? Sure. Okay, Brandon. I say audience gave it a 8.8. Eight, and I think oh, okay, um, an eighty-eight percent, and I think the <laughs> um, critics gave it Davis. It's like the easiest conversion. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the critics gave it a seventy-nine. Okay, I'm gonna say the critics gave it a seventy-five percent. I think the audience gave it audience gave it an eighty-five percent. Dang. Now we know why Davis is the most non-optional opinion. He almost nailed it. Yeah? Alright. Yeah. yeah, critics. Were, were you about to say three, but then you said five, Davis? Uh, I was about to say seven, almost 73%. Like right. That's what it got. Alright. For critics. Dang, Davis. And then audience score is 84%. So. Okay. Wow. Okay. Alright, well. It's almost yeah, I feel like I feel like looking at that, the critics are like, "Yep, good movie." Audience is like, "Yep, uh-huh. good movie." <laughs> I think <laughs> you know, um, not it's, great, it's but it's like it's good, better, or I think it's good to have an audience score higher than your critic score because it makes you it. I think it just helps you know that it is actually a good movie because I've I feel like I've seen movies before where. The critics are like, "Oh, this is amazing," and the audience is like, "I don't. Uh, this is weird. Like, I don't. Just a shot a, of the lighthouse. Yeah, like you know, stuff like that where the critics are like, "This is amazing," and if you don't like it, you just obviously don't get it. Like all that kind of stuff. And I think there might be something to be said about cinema that has a deeper meaning. But at the same time, I feel like if the only people who understand that deeper meaning are ten people in Los Angeles, like is that really is that really worthwhile? Which that's a whole topic for yeah, a different but thing. That, that's but that's also the thing is like they're they're creating those movies for those people. They're not creating it for the average person. That's true. So Yeah, but it almost feels like like them raising their noses to us is just like you won't understand this, so don't even bother watching. You know? Yeah. Which is why we have 
uh, an average Joe's podcast so we can watch those movies and tell everybody, by the way, don't watch this movie. It's like, weird. Yo, it sucks. <laughs> but like, there definitely is a place for like there to be a meeting where there is like deeper meanings and it can be enjoyable. Like I felt like um, Knives Out did a good job like with like being a not a complicated movie, but like it, it, it got a lot of critic buzz and audience buzz. And I, I don't know. I, I think that there's room for both. Yeah. That's how a lot of people view Pulp Fiction too. I don't like that movie though. So, Oh really? Which I've is why your opinion is the most optional. <laughs> uh, true. Dang. Yeah. I, that's like one of my least favorite of Quentin Tarantino's movies. So, mm. Interesting. I feel like we need to do. Yeah, that's my my hot take for the day. I feel like we need to do like a Tarantino series. I feel like that'd be fun. We could, but also I have no intention of watching that again. (laughs) So, (laughs) like, I just did not enjoy it. All right. Well, we need to start rolling it back to the actual movie. We've kind of drifted. Oh, whoops! Isn't that what podcasting? Yeah, that's that's literally what it is. You ever listen to the Joe Rogan Experience? You know that. You just drift. You just oh, go gosh. wherever you want. He's like which the extreme, isn't though. The point of this podcast, but you know, you clicked on this to listen to the gentleman. We're going to talk about the gentleman. <laughs> dang it! <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. All right. So, what did you think about the twist? I guess it wasn't really a twist, but what's his face? Um, yeah, Ray's his name in the movie. Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. Uh huh. But I don't know. I really Go liked ahead. his character, right? Yeah. Like him, him, real, him, like revealing, like I've actually been watching you, watching me, the uh-huh. entire time. <laughs> because and I've been doing your job too, and turns out I'm better at it. <laughs> I really liked that. I, that whole character, I just loved. Um, it it that actor also just did a really good job. I was also looking up other stuff he's been in because I liked him that much. Not a ton, but uh, he was in Pacific Rim, which I think is probably his most well-known. Um, Those movies known are cool. Well, wasn't he in... Lots of explosions, What's that one giant TV fighting show? robots. It's a good time. Anyway. The first one, the first one is good. second one, not so much. But anyways. Oh, the second one is better than the Sons first one. Anarchy, that's, There's my that's ridiculous what... opinion. Do I don't know if I've seen the that? second one. Okay. <laughs> I was like... Davis, tell me you're kidding. <laughs> I got a little hurt there for a, split <laughs> a little hurt. Um, uh, I just really liked that his character was. Uh, well, I just loved at the beginning when Fletcher walked in, started telling the story. You can infer different things from from just like the way Raymond's house is set up. Um, I think one of the you know one of the first things that Fletcher talks about is having a $1,300 um, bottle of scotch. And when they're out like on the barbecue, uh, Raymond says that he's got some Wagyu beef, which is ridiculously expensive. And all this, you know, he's got, you can tell that he's got a lot of money, but you don't know at the beginning, you don't know why Fletcher is deciding to go to this guy with this information. You don't know if he's like the police. You don't know if he's a rival editor or something. You don't know if he is like 
if he's working for original like originally i thought that he was working for a rival of um matthew mcconaughey's character like i thought he his boss was somebody else and then you know and you're thinking that and then when he goes to get the beef he's you see the kid in the freezer and you're like oh so he is like there's something shady happening i'm still not 100 percent sure what is happening you know and then and then i just i just really loved how it all unfolded without anybody directly telling us this is who this guy works for. This is who this guy works for. These are his motivations and these are his motivations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the scene where the bodyguards are like taking out the dead body of the freezer and then Fletcher just catches them in the hall. <laughs> right. I died laughing at that point. It was just, the way everyone just acted perfectly in that. It was beautiful. <laughs> because I forgot to wash my hands. <laughs> just turns around like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think they played the comic relief perfectly throughout. Yeah, the that is something like, that I think. Yeah, you're you're 100 percent spot on there. the The comic relief was great. I feel like a lot of movies like rely too much on that, and I think the balance was just perfect in this. Yeah, I do think. Um, it might be. I guess it might be one of my upvotes, but I think just Fletcher as a character is. A really interesting character. If Coach wasn't my favorite character, he probably would be. Just because yeah, I think you get to know a lot about him, especially because at the very beginning, you're kind of assuming that he knows all the facts. That he is basically the one in control, and at that point, he kind of is, where he's the one that snuck into Raymond's house. He's the one that started telling the story. And Raymond, it seems like, is really trying to press him for um, for information for different stuff and Fletcher is you know making him wait and be patient and then the more Fletcher tells the story and the more this thing gets unraveled the more you realize that he doesn't fully have a grip on what's happening and he's really just um, like he's he's kind of a fish swimming with sharks when he goes into Raymond's house like he he doesn't really belong there he yeah he did good research and everything but he is not really in a position to be asking for 20 million pounds um so i think just that whole evolution of seeing that character's descent basically is really funny and then like him ending with (laughs) jumping over a hedge running away and then trying to sell this film and ending up back in the uh back in the taxi with raymond anyway came full circle yes tied up very nicely in a in a, in a great bow <laughs> does anybody kyle what are your nitpicks about this movie i feel like you haven't said enough bad things about the movie yeah, I don't know. I I think I don't really have that many. Like it's just kind of a fun movie. So, you know, it's like when I go see like a freaking Fast and Furious movie, you know. Uh-huh. I really just kind of turn my brain off because <laughs> it's like you know, it's it's not a movie where you really need to think at all. You know what I'm saying? It's just like sit back yeah. and you're you join the ride. So, right. Did um yeah, did you so 
I was wonder I was watching for this, and I don't know if you were. Did you ever see Dry Eye Blink? No. Because I didn't. I was watching. I was like... I, did, I guess I wasn't. I didn't even think about that. You weren't paying attention? I, yeah, I didn't think about that at all. I wonder if... Although, I don't know if you see... He might have blinked when What's-Her-Face shot the guy at the end. When um, Raza, Rosa... Uh-huh. Did they, did they say that he, like... Never blink. Did I just? Well, miss that I was paying attention. Well, they call him Dry Eye, um, and so I was like, "Oh, I wonder if he doesn't blink." And then any scene that I was paying attention for it, he was not blinking. Huh? Huh? Interesting. I wonder. Yeah, I didn't even make that connection. I mean, yeah. <laughs> to I, be if you would have asked me if any single character blinked the whole time, I would have told you I have no Same, idea. Yeah. If you if you would have told me that Matthew McConaughey's character never blinked, I would have been like, "Oh, okay, cool." So, so yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, had I made that connection though, I definitely would have watched for it. But yeah, yeah, I didn't. I will tell you, I did find a really dumb, stupid, nitpicky thing. And Kyle, I think it's because you've ruined me because I am looking <laughs> for the sucker. thing that Kyle is going to point out. And at the beginning, yeah, the very it's like beginning a new game, like. Find yes. the thing that Kyle... <laughs> yes. Ooh, I like that. I like that. The problem that Kyle had at the very beginning when he orders a beer, he takes the beer, he takes a sip, and there's foam like up to the top of it. Like He tapes a sip. The actual beer is a little lower, but there was foam circling the glass up to the top. And when it, like, it pans away and when it pans back, the beer is not... It's like a little more full than when he took a sip and there's no foam. So, wow. there you go. I'm so proud of you right now in this moment. Davis, congratulations. <laughs> you, you become Thank a you. don't even Kyle anymore. anymore. <laughs> Honestly, what am I even here for? <laughs> He's the, the most optional opinion. He's not nitpicking anymore. Kyle, what do you bring to the Wait, table? I'm the least optional. Oh, yeah, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I thought you were talking about me. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm messing up. I'm just slowly gonna take over the whole podcast <laughs> the opinion show right starring davis <laughs> davis's opinions well i can tell you i will not edit them if it's just you. <laughs> yeah i figured that I part that. <laughs> so kyle we do love you don't don't leave please yeah we need you kyle <laughs> I I was gonna like like pretend to have walked away, but that silence was just perfect. It was so, it was pretty good. I'd I'd like to say that my excuse was for not noticing that was at that time I was getting my snack ready because my movie rules I never buy anything at the movie theater, but it was like Two o'clock in the afternoon, and I needed a snack, so I bought something. Oh, oh my god! god. That, you is, get? that is another one of my movie rules, FYI. Because <laughs> they're just so overpriced. But it, I got like the cinnamon and sugar pretzels with like Ooh. the frosting dip stuff, so it was pretty good. Hey, Brandon here. It's that time of the podcast where ads usually play, but. Uh, We're still pretty new at this and don't have any of those yet. So we're taking this time to thank you, the average Joe. 
Usually this term is used as sort of an insult. Usually is defined by someone who's not considered to be dumb, but not smart. But to us, it's a, it's a term of endearment. We here at Optional Opinions want to cultivate a culture of, of Joes. A place where it's okay to like bad movies, or to hate good movies. Sure, we may bicker and fight with one another, but that's what Joes do. Just look at the original Joe. Joe Rogan himself. So thanks for listening. And if you think we've earned it, be sure to give us a five-star rating. It really helps us find other Joes just like yourself. Alright, back to the show. So, I don't have a whole lot more to say about this movie. It's good. It's worth a watch. Yeah, um, go see it. It's really fun. Go s- well, hopefully if you're at this point, you have seen it. Um, let's let's do upvotes and downvotes and, and, and call it a night, you know? that Like I said in towards the middle that I meant to say in the beginning, I don't think there's a whole lot to say about just a nor- normally good movie. Um, it, it's harder to talk about. It is. Like, like yeah. There was so and, much to talk the about thing in is, Joker because Kyle hated it so much. And there's so much to talk true. about in in Star Wars. That one went longer than normal. And, like you know, it's this is just an, a good, okay movie. True. And I feel like we actually really didn't spoil, like, almost anything, <laughs> to be honest. No, uh-huh. really. No. Anyway, Kyle, right. what's your... Upvote and downvotes? Yeah. I've... I already gave my download. I just thought the whole Russian part of the plot was like unnecessary. And like, if the movie was 15 minutes shorter without that plot part, I would have been even happier with this movie. But so not the biggest downvote in the world. Upvote, probably just all the characters interacting with one another. I almost wish that the characters, you know, we got to see more overall interaction between different characters. Um, but I just feel like they all acted very well, and the comic relief was very well done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my upvote and downvote. So, so for me, my uh, my upvote was pretty easy. It was Colin Farrell with Coach. Like, he's just great. Um, I love the his, his first scene in like the shop when those like three kids like have knives on him, and he's just slapping them around. <laughs> right. I loved it. Um. My downvote, you know, is between two, and I and I have to go with the thing that I feel most strongly about. And no, it is not Jeremy Strong. He came up second. Um, but the thing that made me the most queasy was when Wait, they decided to go Black pun? Mirror. Was it you? <laughs> did you just make a pun? Well, I did it on accident. <laughs> So basically, I just all- didn't even want to acknowledge that it happens. To be honest, I was so much wow. happier without you saying anything, David. I, oh, that just made my night. <laughs> all right. So Jeremy Strong, who played Matthew, I didn't like his character. I thought he was annoying, and he was almost my downvote. But I think that was the, the point. But anyway. yeah, I, I it was. I just didn't like it. It. I, I don't know. I think that they could have had a better villain. But the thing that made me the most queasy was when the show decided to go Black Mirror and have that guy have intercourse with a pig. <laughs> and um, I, I did not like it. It made me want to throw up. 
And I felt like there could have been other punishments for him or blackmails items that, that didn't involve that. I, I didn't like it. Like it. <laughs> I thought it was just hilarious. I did think it was really I wanted to throw up. It was hilarious, but I wanted to throw up. And at least they didn't show nearly anything like they do in Black Mirror. In Black Mirror. Like Black yeah. Mirror makes it even worse. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> I would say um, my upvote was going to be Coach, but also I think another upvote would be just the whole scene where they were getting Laura from that like crack house, basically, with you know all the teens just hanging out in an apartment doing heroin and making terrible decisions. Um, I just thought that was really funny. And I just really loved how they got like, you could tell that they, you could tell a lot about their characters and how they do business based on how, like when they walk in the room, they're really um, assertive. They're super forceful, but also they're not like, they're not overly violent. They're not trying to go in and deliberately hurt people. They're just being, they're just trying to do things the easiest way possible. Um, so I think that was a really interesting, cool scene. Um, I, you know, for a moment you made, it made it sound like you thought the fact that they were all the teens hanging out and shooting up heroin was really funny. Like, <laughs> the, the way you said your words in the order, I was like, wait, what? And then I realized you <laughs> What you were saying, like yeah, that how they part, interacted. That, in that part scene. was not. Um, that part was not my upvote. That specific part about that scene. Uh, don't do drugs, kids. Stay in school. Anyway, right, right. <laughs> I just like in my head. I was like, I was like, what the heck, Davis? And then I was like, oh, I see what he's saying. I would say my downvote. Yeah, I don't. There was nothing in the movie that was super, like. Oh, I got I got one for you. Ooh, okay, wait. I guess my I downvote. Just, I, I did thought of another the one. The Kyle right? nitpicky thing, so that could be my downvote. Kyle, what's oh, true, my true, other true. downvote? Um, I feel like with the the daughter, um, and how she's like addicted to drugs. I feel like that whole scene where they like show her dying was supposed to be like. Like, they tried to set it up like it was supposed to be really emotional, but I feel like they really didn't do a good job of making us emotionally attached to that character, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, that's true. Okay. There you go. There's that. Davis is downvote part two. All right, let's end this podcast by saying our name and what our gangster name would be. My name's Davis, and my gangster name, would I mean, probably would be Big Dave or Big D or something. Big D. Alright. My name is Brandon and my gangster name would be Slippery B. <laughs> and I'm Kyle. Um, and you can refer to me from here on out as Lucky Strike. Hey Chase. Put that at the end. <laughs>